Yes, she is here, and she is looking very festive. You're listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Mimi Shoneman is in the building. Good morning. Happy Sunday, Mimi. Happy holidays, yes. Miss Shannon. I am so happy. Jingle, she, jingle. Yes, she even brought me a little present. I feel like the worst friend ever. So oh. thank you so much for joining us again this morning. Uh, also joined from Results Mortgage, Shelly Ferris here. Good morning. You look very festive as well. Good morning, good morning. Hello, hello. Happy holidays, ladies. And we are going to get some people in some homes, right? That's right. right. You know what? I, we were talking about over the last couple of shows about uh, people started to shut down and go, I can't buy a home. I can't sell a home this holiday season. And you guys have told them time and time again, that is not the case. Well, right? you know, Shelly and I were talking about it before we uh, came in here. It, nobody seems to know that it's the holidays right now. <laughs> so it's, it's not holiday season right now for real estate, is it, Shelly? No, no, we're not off the books. That's for sure, yeah. yeah. And that's actually wonderful. I mean, you see all those commercials where they make it sound like you can get a car with a bow on it. And it's like, and we've said, it's much better to get a house. Right. Like, if you can actually give me a, bit, a present, let's get a house. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to think abundantly, right? Yes. So tell your right. people, put it on your list. Santa, I want a house. Right. I'll and take Shelley, the down payment. <laughs> Shelly, can you share your MLS number for everybody, oh, please? Oh, yes, absolutely. 367 826. Perfect, perfect. And so, did you know that Shelly's got some skills? Outside of mortgage, oh what skills do you have? The, well, look the over snack there. skills of yeah. the snack baker. I know, baker. it's so, true. We have Guilty. snacks here. Producer Ryan, you have your snacks. I do, and there's pistachios in it, and that's my favorite nut. <laughs> oh, is it? Yes. Oh, yeah. That Fun fact about out. me. Yeah. I knew that somehow. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel it. He looks like a pistachio and, dude. And Mimi got a, a bottle of uh, of cabaret, and mm-hmm. that's my favorite wine. Guys, yeah. you guys, you well, know me too well. You guys are classy ladies. So mm-hmm. thank you for. Joining joining yes. us. And you know what? If you want to call in and talk to producer Ryan, he's going to hook you up because you do have those brand new, the winter versions of the things to consider when buying a home and things to consider when selling a home, those guides. And then you uh, you said, Mimi, that people can also download them. They can as download well. them from the MyTalk1071 website mm-hmm. uh, from our page. And our keyword is red hot, which is makes it so easy because a lot of times you might be driving. You can't call in right now, but we would love to talk to you. If you have a question, you could always contact us here at the Red Hot Real Estate Show at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. But what are we going to focus on today, Mimi? Well, I want to just put this out there that Shelly has an amazing giveaway that she wants to promote today. Mm Mm-hmm. So what is that? So uh, anyone who calls in today with a question gets a free appraisal if they close this year and this coming year in 2018. Nice. And how much is an appraisal That's typically? That's a yeah, value of approximately $500. That's that a big is present. crazy. Are you sure you're going to do yeah. that? <laughs> she must have had a good year. And then you also are doing $100 for what? Right. So we have that uh, real deal promotion where uh, we put you through underwriting. Uh, you bring us in your information, pay stubs, bank statements, tax returns. We put you through underwriting. And for that second look, for that look-see to see what we can do for you, we're going to pay you a $100 gift card to Visa. So who uh, okay, who so doesn't need that for Christmas time? Let's talk about this. So all of the people out there, if you don't make $100 an hour, <laughs> if you make less than $100 an hour, sitting down with Shelly, who also is a That's mortgage a expert, way. but bakes. Oh, right. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, just maybe when you Bonus. make your your appointment, oh, you just say no. bring some pistachio right. snacks. And I've been to her office, so yeah. she has candy yeah. as well. Okay. So if you need to be baited by treats, she's you. It's very easy. You get a Visa gift card and there's treats. Hundred dollars an hour. Think about that. Your time. I mean, and she's pleasant. She's lovely, <laughs> and she's very knowledgeable as well. Because a lot of times you sit there, you've had some situation in the past right. that made you go, you know what? I don't. I'm never going to be able to buy a house. I'm just never. And you get that stuck in your head. So instead of actually speaking to a professional, you just live in the land of never. Mm-hmm. So even though Shelly looks like she's only 29, <laughs> she, she really oh. has. Um, she's vice president oh, yeah. for the love of man. Oh, right. Vice president of Results Mortgage. So she's no mortgage oh. schmuck. Right. You know, we don't just bring anybody in here. Right. So. Have a consultation. Call us with some questions. Shelly's dying here. And then just start down the road of, okay, here's how I can actually get to, uh, you know, getting a house again. Because the answer probably isn't, I never can do this. It's, well, here are the things that you need to do to be able to get there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. We call them homework. Right. So that's Uh, what we do. See, now now you've done it. (laughs) (laughs) Homework's not bad once you're an adult. You don't like it when you're in high school, but once you get a little older, you're like, it's not that bad. Homework. Right. It's what you're doing at home. Homework. You got to get ready for that home. You got to do the work. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do have to do a little bit of legwork if you want a house. Mm-hmm. It's, it, but it's not too painful. No, and yeah. it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely worth it because hey, we were yeah. talking about making the strategy where you're actually investing in yourself. Right. And we talked last week about the inventory levels in the cities. Right now, our median home price is at two hundred and forty-four thousand. Wow. Um, that is nothing to snuff at either when you look at it from a national perspective. Minneapolis-St. Paul, very strong real estate market compared to the nation, and we only have two point three months of inventory when a normal market is between five and six. Okay, so we're less than half of what is normal. So buyers are still out there. If you're thinking about selling. We're offering everyone, of course, a free market analysis, no obligation. All you have to do is just give us a call and let us know you'd like one. And if you're a window shopper type of person like I am, it is great because I've signed up for like, you know, I get your your emails all the time. They go, here's some houses that, you know, you, you set your parameters and then you can put it all in there and then they'll send me an email that goes, here's some things you could look like. And I just saw some stuff over in Brooklyn Center, you know, you know, this week. They got it. You know, it was in my inbox. I'm like, oh, those are your dimple like just showed. Yeah, you I was said like, guys, like, oh, any of those, any of those would be <laughs> okay. I wouldn't cute. mind going looking at those. Right? I'm like, I can see me driving up to that house. Right? So here's the nice thing about connecting with me and with Shelly before you're ready to do it. We know other properties that are not on the market. Okay, that's may, maybe mm-hmm. maybe a surprise or maybe it's not a surprise. We've got inventory that we know is coming on the market. So maybe if you're looking and you're not happy with what you're seeing out there, no nothing twinkling in your eye, we have other strategies besides uh, just MLS listings. So do call us and let us know that you're looking. Right, right. And we can run numbers and maybe you can qualify for a little bit more than what you were thinking of. Right. Or maybe that house that you have your eye on has lower taxes and so the payment's more palatable. There's all kinds of things we can look at. Well, let's talk about one of our, the things that I think is the biggest fear for our sellers right now. And that is, you know, if I sell my house and I sell it quickly, but I haven't found what I want yet. We have a client that's going through that right now together. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so isn't it wonderful when you had the conversation and you've got the client all the way through underwriting and you can tell this client, yes, you can buy before you sell. Right. Yes. You can can hold both mortgages and her home is saleable enough that 
you can mitigate that risk so that she's hopefully not going to have that even experience that double payment situation because, you know, we skip that payment for the new mortgage. Well, okay. the first. explain that a little bit for people who, who may have sure. forgotten that point. Right. Yeah. I was just talking to a client this morning about that. And uh, uh, she was wondering what the difference was between closing on the 1st of February versus the 27th of January. And how does that all work into play? But to answer your, your question in the most basic manner is that if we closed... Uh, on a mortgage today, you would pay interest from today until the end of the month. You'd skip January, and you wouldn't have your first mortgage payment on that new loan until February 1st. Okay. So you really have kind of bought yourself some time to sell that exiting home of yours. And it works brilliantly mm-hmm. um, because the the buyer, seller, you know, you're able to go out, you're able to find the house that you want with a whole lot less pressure okay. because you know where you're going to land. Right. Right. And you don't have to make a contingent offer on somebody else's house because that doesn't look as attractive in right. this market. You can just be solid, knock it out, get the house that you want, and then put your house on the market. And the beautiful thing about that is you can empty that house out and you can stage it just like you want. You don't have to ah. live in there solid. And then move in and out and, yeah. and, and worry about a lot of the things that you've said that make a house more saleable or to go more quickly is because of the staging and not having all of your stuff in it and having it have your stamp on it for the potential buyer. Well, you know, let's let's talk about how we live in our houses. Mm. We live in them. Yeah. Right. So it's very difficult to keep your house show ready um, like a model. And mm-hmm. but that's what our buyers are, are have been trained because of television to expect. So, you know, you forgot as you're dashing out the house to, you know, pick up the socks or, you know, you've left your jelly on the cabinet. Yeah. And, you know, you forgot to wash the dishes the are in the out. sink. Mm-hmm. You know, your cat litter. You forgot to do that. Oh, the list is so long. Right. So, you know, it's very difficult. And, you know, I will say that when I sold my house. I, you know, I have never been so stressed because, you know, I'm kind of a, a neat freak a little bit. And, you know, to me, I would forego a shower or anything just to get the house looking good and out the and door not with touch the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if that meant, you know, hair on top of the head, that's just the way it went. And it's so mm-hmm. much even more difficult if you're a family, like to try oh, and boy. get your house to that point. Like I couldn't even imagine how to get my house to show ready with my son right now. There's no way. Well, you know, <laughs> like, we would have to move out. So here's the thing. A lot of times I tell my seller clients that if you have children and, you know, they're not listening to you and your advice on how their rooms should be staged, then let me, the realtor, talk with them. Okay. Because there will be a whole different dynamic. I don't have to sleep in the house with them. I, <laughs> I can share the news and give them the laundry list of what needs to happen. And they understand one way gets less money, the other way gets more money. Mama needs more money. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? It's right there. It's cut and dry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope that it goes that easily for any families that are out there. I don't think that that would make it, that would not sway Cyclone Kid, my son, at all. <laughs> well, we could try. Okay. But you are listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show. And what are we going to cover next, Mamie? Well, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about planning for next year, what you need to think about uh, for your finances, for your credit, getting your house prepared, and getting yourself mentally prepared. All right. We'll do that here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show when we get back. Here we are. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show with Mimi Shoneman from Raymax Results. Also, Shelly Ferris from Results Mortgage. We're here and uh, we're just getting you ready for 2018. You know, what can you do to make sure that you are prepared? A little bit of planning will help. Yeah. 
Well, you know, when you're getting ready to break for Christmas, um, you're gonna. A lot of people have a lot of downtime. So, Shelly, what do you think they ought to do um, if they're thinking about getting ready to maybe sort of look at houses? Okay? Right. So, there's definitely some planning to be done with regards to your finances. I'm sure you've seen this on many little talk shows, little tidbits here and there about you know, end of year stuff. But thinking from a mortgage perspective, the things that I like to bring to topic are plan to do your taxes early. A lot of people get their W-2s in January most. I think by law, they have to be in the mail by the 25th or the 27th of January. So just do all the other stuff that you do to get your taxes ready while you're in waits for those W-2s. So you're ready to go because the sooner you get those taxes done, the sooner they're going to be registered with the IRS, the sooner all of the uh, pieces are are in place for mortgage lending who rely on that income tax piece. Well, right. let's talk about what what it is it that people typically need to do when they're trying to get their paperwork or in order. Well, if you're like me, you have hundreds of receipts that okay. you've collected throughout exactly. the years that you have to go through. Okay, so let's sort, talk decide about that. what we're using, what I'm not. So, how do you sort your receipts? You know, I go through. I have to get all of them, and then I sort them all by month. And then I had because I'm one of those people and I know this is not the most efficient way. And I say, I'm going to do something different every year. I say, I'm going to go through them month by month and organize them. And I don't. So right now I have a giant envelope of all of my receipts for 2017. And I know that I'm going to have to go through and decide which ones actually should be used on my taxes and which ones I can actually shred. Because I just go, well, maybe I'll need it. So I keep all of it. It's just a, uh, right. it's a fire, you know, uh, <laughs> it's a fire waiting to You're happen hazard, in my office. Yeah. And I'm right now. So how do you do yours, Shelly? I do it very, very similarly. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> So it takes time. It does. But that's what I think a lot of people do that. But put them in a big, huge envelope. Right. I actually will like clip them together by month. So at least I don't have to sort them at that point. They're Mm -hmm. already sorted, but they're not categorized. And that's the big thing. So Mm -hmm. here's the thing. Okay. So you've got, you guys have got the month system going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then to subdivide the month thing, you would put it into categories, right? Right. So you got gas, you got your car. Right. Mm-hmm. You got, um, what else Parking you got? stuff. Parking. I have my parking things I have to pull meals. out. Business. Meals. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So then you, Advertising. Advertising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else can you, can you do? Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I would, here's my suggestion. My number one tip is hire somebody to do it for you. <laughs> okay. For $10, $20 an hour. Okay. Yeah. Let them do it for you because you don't have to put your hands on it to be able to do that. Am I wrong? Yeah. Okay. I have control issues. (laughs) (laughs) That's really the only thing about it. And there's probably a lot of other people that are much easier to like release that. And you're right, Mimi. We should release that to the universe if you can. I don't think Exhale. I can. I feel like I just, I am still at that point in my life that I want to what, touch you, them all again. You don't want somebody to see you spent $25 in gas. I mean, what's, what's, oh, no, I'm not worried about uh-huh. them doing that. I'm just like, well, what, what if they lose it? What if they, I think I just, it's me, it, it's me. It's not the, the it's not the okay. assistant it's that I should clear, hire. It's a clear breakup. Okay, correct. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> okay. Well, you we are correct. That's a great tip. Yeah. So let's just, just release that. If, okay. if you've got issues like Miss Shannon does, then don't take that advice but everybody no. else should no you shouldn't <laughs> just don't listen to her she's she's wrong on this matter you're correct <laughs> so what else should people be doing 
Well, when you're when you're self-employed, especially, you really want to take a look at how you're currently deducting your expenses and how that would affect your qualifying for a mortgage. Okay, that's going to take a phone call. You mm-hmm. know, it might even take an appointment. I mean, that a lot of times just sitting down and taking a peek at those taxes t- tells a lot. Gosh, you're you're uh, deducting you know forty five thousand dollars in meals. Do you really have forty five thousand dollars in meals? You know? Forty five thousand. Well, maybe right. I don't, Shelly. Nice. You know, and then we start talking about how that affects you know this is why you can't qualify for a mortgage ever because you have you too many have of these that many out to dinner or meals that's crazy <laughs> but yeah anyway so but we look at that we look at how all of that stuff affects the mortgage okay i tell people keep that last pay stub from the end of the year that's something that oftentimes people shred pay stubs because what do i need those for but keep it keep it somewhere electronically or physically because that pay stub will show me the breakdown of your bonuses your overtime all that other income that's not your hourly wage or your salary is broken down and and compared differently when we're qualifying you for a mortgage than it does as the lump sum. Okay. Your W-2 shows me the lump sum. It doesn't show me the breakdown. So that's why keeping that last pay stub is always helpful. Another thing we talk about is, are you in the right job? You know, I mean, my, I'm telling you, my job, I get into the nitty gritty. I am. (laughs) I start peeling that onion back, peeling Mm -hmm. that onion back, you know, but are you in the right job? Do you, if you made, if you make $15 an hour, but if you made $18 an hour, how much more home would you qualify for? You know, do we need to look at that? Maybe it's just a class away. So let's just say the median house price in the city is 244. So let's just say 250 for round numbers. Mm -hmm. How much does somebody have to make to get a house like that? Boy, that's some serious math right off I'll the top of my I'll give you a couple of there. seconds. Okay. <laughs> Are you serious? Gonna, I, <laughs> she, I didn't really mean for you to go get your... No, your, well, she's ready. That's she, the whole thing. Okay. You brought our mortgage expert in and she is she doing gonna it do now. She's going to do some, some tabulation right, for right, us up exactly. in here. Yes. Can we play some spot. like tabulation music, <laughs> right, yeah. producer yeah. Ryan? I don't know. What do, we got? do you have any Jeopardy Jeopardy bed in there, producer Ryan? So if we have a $250,000 mortgage and we put 3% down payment, let's say hmm she's really thinking on this one yeah she did she got oh, out the old school peasy. calculator right out she's like i got it well the the fact of the matter is is it really isn't you know rocket science <laughs> so you i really can do no, it this fast you, so that's why you should call you're right? a genius exactly. oh my gosh okay. that is why i'm a genius <laughs> so on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage depending on their debts of course they could make as little as forty two thousand dollars and oh. qualify for that house see who would have thought yeah i wouldn't have thought right? that either right yeah. mm-hmm. i mean that's totally doable right. okay yeah right and, and i had some disclaimers there i right? know you, you might me, have a right? lot more debt yes, you right. might have some things you like that okay some debt yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> so here is an interesting thing. So you and I had a, a situation with a client back um, earlier. There are down payment assistance programs that are still out there, yes. city and county, correct? Right. Yes. Okay. And tell everybody what a down payment assistance program is. So a down payment assistance program is kind of like what the name sounds like. They're going to assist you with the down payment. So, hey, I'd love to buy a house, but I have no money to put down. I have no money for closing costs. How can I get into a house? Well, the seller can pay your closing costs. Mimi can help negotiate that for you. And the down payment can come partially from yourself and partially from a down payment assistance, a a community second program or a state second program where they come in and put a second mortgage on the property that you use as your down payment. And are those usually in certain communities where it's based, you know, where they're trying to develop a community or there's some reason why the state or the county That's decides right. to do that? Yes. So here's the thing that people need to know. If you are somebody that thinks, yeah, that sounds like a great idea, 
go to Shelly first. Okay. Call her first because she has the whole gamut of all the down payment assistance programs, not just one. The thing you need to know is they're not playing when they talk about what their income guidelines are. Okay. So if you make a dollar more than what the guideline is, you've just knocked yourself out of the program. That's right, exactly. And that is a real thing that happens. So, for instance, if you're making extra money going driving Uber... Um, just, you don't want to do that for a while. You want to talk to Shelly right. first and Shelly will tell you exactly how much you can make. Right. And do not make more than that. Does that <laughs> okay. sound crazy? Yeah. If, if, if you, you want to buy a house, don't with, make more than this. With that what? program, yeah. you know, so it, it's you have no idea the anguish mm-hmm. and pain for uh, all parties. Right. When when Shelly is the one that actually has to deliver the news. It's like, guess yeah. what? Now you don't qualify you don't anymore. Get, you don't get the house. The seller's sad. Right. You know, your kids you know how are hard crying. that is to explain to somebody. Yeah. I'm sorry so, that you're making too much money to qualify for the house that you want to buy. What? Wow. Yeah. So, you know, you have to pay attention to what your loan officer says. She's kind of like the wizard. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> she she doesn't kid. So just like the math. Yeah, just now she'll sit it out. She'll sit you down. And Shelly, what you'll do is you'll tell them, okay, here's how we put this all together. We come up with the plan. We get you qualified for whatever it is. And then you basically need to go into stasis, right? Mm-hmm. You, like, you just need to like whatever. Stasis. Stop stasis. Please. Stasis. Yes. Fabulous word. <laughs> So, So like, this is where we live now Mm -hmm. until we uh, finalize and actually close on the house. Yes. And so what I want all of our listeners to do is just to call in today and ask Shelly how much, uh, you know, whatever house they're trying to buy, how much it will be. Okay. So she can do more math. Okay. That's perfect. (laughs) So if you're looking for a while, if you want to have Jax, we'll turn it into quiz bowl. That's what we'll do. And we're going to talk about some other things. And what else do you want to cover, Mimi, when we get back? Well, I think we're going to just keep talking about the things that you need to plan for in 2018 if you are thinking that you'd like to get a house. Okay. And we're going to do that when we return here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Sunday morning here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. I'm Miss Shannon here with Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results, also Shelly Ferris from Results Mortgage, and we're helping you get prepared for home ownership in 2018. And then uh, what we've been talking about so far this morning is that it does help for you to do a little planning, and it's a very painless process a yes. very painless process you know and if you don't like math please stick around because we're going to talk about <laughs> staging eventually that's <laughs> perfect if you have a question you can contact us here on the red hot real estate show at 651-641-1071 that's 651-641-1071 if you call in uh, not only do you get to talk to mimi and shelly you also get a free copy of the fall editions of things to consider when buying a home and things to consider when selling a home well we'll give them the the fall one, but the winter one. I'm out. sorry, winter. You're right. You're right. No problem. Winter we have. I'm just kidding with you. So, um, Shelly, you were talking a little bit of math, and now that just segues really, really well into credit. Credit, um, yes. And you were talking all kinds of smack about credit. Well, before we go into credit, do you guys mind if we go to the phone? Because we do have Kate oh, here, yes. and she heard us talking about uh, well, what it would go on. If, you know, she it was very, very happy with the math. Um, so, Kate. Uh, were you trying to get your house refinanced? Okay, so yes, I um, have been trying to do a refi on my home um, with the mortgage company I'm with and for several months, and then they said I just didn't qualify because of my finances were quite there. And I just recently moved back from another state, so I'm in between jobs and so on and so forth. And then I also tried to do a modification, um, at, and I spent many months trying to do it, and I was overqualified. So I'm kind of in between. Um, I tried to also get rid of that mortgage insurance, and I, I'm not sure the process to do.
do that, I know you need to have an appraiser and or a broker opinion. I don't know the difference between those two. Well, the, that's a great question, Kate. So the broker price opinion is uh, a real estate agent can do that for you and do it for you typically for a low fee or no fee. Um, an appraiser is someone who is a licensed appraiser, and they come out and they do their calculations. And it's very similar to a market analysis, but that is a paid uh, appraisals are paid for. And Shelly, can you talk a little bit about the modification and the maybe some other solutions for right, Kate? Right. Yeah. So generally speaking, I mean, I haven't seen very, be honest with you, Kate, I haven't seen many modifications really be a big benefit for anyone. Right. Generally, yeah, they, they like, they come back to you with some counter offer of like 50 bucks less a month or a hundred dollars less a month. Exactly. And that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for big relief. So yeah. um, it's hard for me to assess exactly what your whole transaction would be on the phone here because we've we've got a lot of moving parts here. We're trying to get rid of MI. We're trying to you know, get a right. modification. I'm We're trying to, yeah. trying to get my mortgage yeah. done. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. All of those things equal. You're trying to get your mortgage payment more palatable. So I, I think it would be best if we um, chatted about that and I can talk specifically about your unique, specific. I would uh, love that. Yeah, I, I'm happy to do that. I've been doing these loans, you know, for 25 years. So you can't surprise me, Kate. I've seen it all. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Absolutely. Okay, I, we'll I get your number. We'll, okay. So producer Ryan will get Kate's number, and that's I appreciate what you just said, Shelley, is that you've been doing this, you know, for a significant period of time, and so nothing is a surprise. Right. And I think that people are, you know, you do get a little like, oh my gosh, you're embarrassed, you're sad, right. you know, kind of thing, and you're going, no, I I've seen it all, I've seen it all, and and life happens, life happens to people, and not everybody's brought up the same way, and with finances and money and all, and so I'm very understanding with all of that. All you are is to me is just a starting point. And we're going to progress you through where you need to be. And it, and and back to what you're saying is that not only do you not know how some of these things work because you weren't necessarily raised to have that happen, but it's just there's certain things that you think work a certain way, but they're very complicated. Like you were talking about credit, right. um, and the way that you can increase your credit score and what credit actually does. And you hear some of these things like thrown around, and you might maybe see it on the news because something gets hacked or something, but maybe you don't know the actual process of what is included in that credit score and how it actually affects you. Mm -hmm. Right. So credit scores are moving all the time. They're moving targets. They're based off of your mix of credit, the amount of credit you have, the length of time you've had credit, the amount of debt you have against a certain card versus other cards. It's a, it, it, If it sounds complicated, it is. Right. So um, it, your score can be at 700 one day and then you go to check it a week later and it's down to 640 and you're going, what? How did that happen? Well, you went shopping. Okay. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. what happened. You went shopping and you max out that credit card, but I pay my credit cards off every month, Shelly. Why would that have an effect? Well, you haven't paid it down yet. You know? okay. So the score is going to be reflective of whatever you have against it. So time. let's talk about that. So if somebody's thinking that they want to get a house and that's how they do things, they, they charge, they say they charge all their household expenses on one card and they pay it off every single month, a hundred percent. So what should that person do? Well, I would suggest one of two things. I would suggest being very um, 
cognizant of where your debt is at on that card at any time during the month and be strategic in when you're going to have your credit pulled. So you want to pay that card off and then wait a week or so before you have that card pulled or credit pulled is what I'm suggesting. Okay. Does it switch that quickly? It like, can. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a moving target. So All it's right. hard to say that you'd actually trigger it right at that time. The better solution is open another card or two and use them equally across the board if that's what you're planning to do, because then you're only using a percentage of your total debt potential versus maxing out, paying off, maxing out, paying off. That kind of roller coaster ride doesn't bode well for score. And when you hear about how many, like how much credit should I have? Like, uh, you know, I I was one of those people that, you know, I, I remember I, you know, I got in trouble with some credit cards when I was younger and I worked really hard and I paid them off and I closed them. And Mm -hmm. then people were like, no, you shouldn't have closed them. Right. You know, yes. and I'm like, what, well, what? I thought I was doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. I got out of debt and I don't have all these credit cards. And then it turned out that that was a bad decision. Right. I, you know, we, we apply logic and rationale to things like credit and mortgage lending and we get in trouble all the time. Because, because you there's think no you, right. Because I'm thinking, it. well, I, I don't want to be tempted to use them. Right. So I'll just close them and then I don't have them out there. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a whole laundry list of things that people really should not be doing with credit that could kick them out of the possibility of getting a house. Right. right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. That maxing out and paying off thing, generally speaking, doesn't work so well when you're in the process of getting a loan. Uh, we always tell people, you your, your credit mix that you're after are two major cards and a minor. That really kind of summizes the the best mix of credit. You can have more than that, but that's like if you're looking to start out, that's kind of what you're looking to do. So a major is a Visa, a MasterCard, a Discover. A minor is your Targets, your Home Depots, your Menards. Oh, you know, so like maybe that. I should do that. So next time, like, you know, I, I shouldn't always turn down the Target card right. or those specific things. Like, right. it's okay to have one. And then how should I use that card? Right. You, so you never want to have your balances more than 30% of the limits. You okay. want to be cognizant of your limits. And you want to make sure that you never miss a payment. I had this gal, I just did a mortgage for a couple months ago, where she just let them go because, oh, the minimum payment's only $15 a month. I just paid it off after three months. Well, you killed your credit because okay. you, you had two late payments, a and, 30 and a 60, and then you paid it off. And so, how long does that kill the credit for, for when you miss a payment? Yeah, And, the, and that's subjective, too, because credit. Okay. It's kind of moving in all the time, but it can affect it for up to about six months of having a late payment. I've seen it even up to a year where, and then all of a sudden that magical 12 months goes by. It depends on how much credit they have. If they only have two or three lines of credit, that's going to be much more damaging than if they have 12 lines of credit, then it won't be as damaging. So complicated. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then the things that you don't need, you shouldn't do after you've made the mortgage application. So you've got the credit before you make the application, but then you've got things that you need to be cognizant of afterwards. Now, what we see a lot of is people get very tempted. Now that they have a house, they want to f- decorate it. Right. Well, you right. know, they want to yes. fill it up with Furniture. stuff. Yes. And, you know, that garage really needs a new car. You know, so um, please, if you before before you close, do not be tempted by the shiny object that, okay, you know, indeed. of furniture, decorations, Nothing. Right. 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 But, you know, people I get that call all the time where they'll say, hey, Shelly, um, um, we're at uh, whatever furniture store, fill in the blank. And uh, we love this. We've got to have this couch and it's on sale. It's not going to be on sale next week. And we've got to have it now. We got to have it now. 
No. Yeah, the house, that, that chair and Don't that couch that will look bad in your yard of your apartment. <laughs> That's a really good yes. way to put you it. Know, I think I, I may use that. Right? And, <laughs> and I have had people, I've actually had clients where you were doing this and then the loan officer said, oh, no, you have to take the car back. Right. Oh, oh, my yes. goodness. Yes. You I did that. Yes. I did that. I had a guy who was ready to go. He was cleared to close three week, three days before we were closing. My processor comes down the hall with this sick look on her face with these papers and says, Shelly, it looks like <laughs> a car dealership has pulled his credit like 12 times. Oh, come on. That can't be right. And I call him up. Hey, Joe, my processor's all worried that you bought a new car. You bought a new car? Oh. <laughs> you take it back. Take it back. Yeah. Okay. We don't care that it depreciated by no, you know, 20%. No, no, no. But you have to it's take got it back. to go. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And that, these are real, real stories. I okay. mean, it, we're laughing about it now, but we're crying about it when it's happening because right. nobody's happy when that happens. No. So sometimes if you're like, if you're still in like, like me, like the window shopping aspect, you're like, okay, now I had to get a new car. So now I'm like, okay, that probably added another six months on of my process or what are, you know, kind of thing, like knowing that that's probably delaying things. Well, because that's life a good happens. point because um, when you get new debt, it affects your credit score for about six months. When you make installment debt like a car loan, you got to make that payment six times. And on the seventh month, poof, the score lifts. Okay. And at the 23rd month, it lifts again. And then you get no more benefit from an installment ah, debt. Ah, okay. And let's right. talk about the fact that you need credit in right. order to get a house. Yes. Um, I, you know, I'm going to send this podcast to my niece, just saying. Okay. Um, <laughs> she will not get a credit card, will not have any debt. And I'm like, it sounds like a bad thing. And she's like, but we just pay everything off. I'm like, listen to me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and really what she's doing, and, and I've, I have had some success with this because I've come across those clients too. And and what I tell them is you're limiting your your choices. You you are boxing yourself into the FHA non-traditional credit loan. That's it. There's okay. no other loans for you. Now you don't have options. That's a bummer. It really is a bummer. So I'm going to let her talk to you. <laughs> well, if you want to talk to us, you can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. We have to take a break. And when we get back, what do we cover, Mimi? Well, I think we'll continue talking about credit until we finish that. And then uh, we'll talk about what you need to do to actually get your house ready, the staging part. All right. Outstanding. We'll be right back here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Here we are with the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Mimi Shoneman from Raymax Results is here. Uh, and you can also get a hold of Shelly Ferris from Results Mortgage. We appreciate you guys listening. We've been giving you some information about how to fix your credit and also about uh, how you can get out there and get some information on some homes. And one of the great ways to do it is go to viewgreaterminneapolishomes.com. Well, I mean, if you like to shop and you yes. go to all these big portals, there's no better place to go than it, it, this place, viewgreaterminneapolishomes.com. You can search to your heart's content. You can actually ask and request for a market analysis through the site. You can request a showing. It's a beautiful site, so be sure and check that out. Viewgreaterminneapolishomes.com. And Shelly, how do people get a hold of you during the week? So the best place to get a hold of me is my cell phone. You can text me or call me, 612-839-6918.
I just want for once for somebody to just blow your phone up right now. I'm just uh, in the back of my mind. I know, I'm just right? so devious. I, I'm like, I don't know. I just want your phone to start lighting up and you'd be like, wait, let me get calculator right here. Yeah, exactly. And you will figure out all of this amazing math. And, and you know, and, and I will tell you from experience that Shelly really does a great job of just talking you down off of the I can't get a house ledge, you know, kind yes. of thing. Like yeah. she'll go, no, it's easy math. Let me tell you what you should right. do. And, and, you know, and here's how you kind of just work through the process. And and she answers all these questions. Yeah, for but you. she can take a really complicated situation, like a self-employed person, and put it all the pieces into one really concise way where you can say, "Okay, now I can now I can take all of that anxiety out of my brain, and we have a plan on right. paper." And I think that there are a lot more of us that are self-employed than there used to be. I like agree. it used to be that you like I, you know that it's already a very difficult transition to go. You know what? I'm going to do this on my own. Right. I'm going to go out here. I'm not going to work for one company. I'm going to work for mm-hmm. I'm going to work for myself. Yeah. And you can get it done. But it, a lot of times it doesn't look like I managed to pay all my bills and everything's fine and there's money coming in, but it doesn't look like yeah, it. Right. <laughs> right. So what are some of the solutions you offer to self-employed folks? Well, um, you know, I, I, I do talk to them about their deductions and take a look at those and is it is that really do you need to take that big huge deduction or can we peel that back a little bit and and still you know not have to pay through the nose to the IRS so we just kind of you know assess all of that my, my sister um uh, sell some tastefully simple and so okay simple sim- or pamp- pampered chef pardon yes. me so it's, it's kind of a similar kind of thing like yes. what you're talking about where you got some w-2 income because she works at a w-2 job too she right. does this on the side now I get to take all my tax deductions. Now I don't have to worry about, you know, I can I can really make the most out of my W-2 income. But what happens is that you, you, you deduct all of this income into a loss on your pampered chef income. Now it affects your W-2 income. Right. Oh, my gosh. Now you qualify for it. You really need to talk to a professional. It's really important. Yeah, yeah. it is. Because, I mean, it might be one of those things that I need it for one year. I need to take right. less deductions and just suck it up so right. that I can buy this house. And yes. then I'll worry about Typically making it for the, for the self-employed folks that I have worked with, that is exactly what happens. It's yep. like you are maxing out your deductions because you can. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so we appreciate you calling the Red Hot Real Estate Show. The number is 651-641-1071. And on the line right now, Anne, are you looking to do a wheelchair modification to your current home? Well, either or. Okay. Um, I'm, I've been told that uh, by, by several realtors that it's really not prudent to change a house to wheelchair accessibility because it makes people think of their inevitable demise. And so I'm looking also at... Uh, possibly going into some wheelchair accommodation, uh, uh, like townhomes or apartments. What would you advise? Can you restate your question? I'm I'm not sure if you're asking me or Shelley. Um, I'm not sure who I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and do you currently own your home? I do. And so you're deciding whether you should stay in the house and modify your current home? Correct. Or if you should just go, maybe I sell it and then I move into a different home that exactly. already has this modification. So you exactly okay. okay. Thank you. Um, so you need to modify your home if you stay there. Is that right? Exactly. Okay. Well, I think it would be impossible for us to really answer that for you on the on the phone here on the radio. Um, we'd probably need to to look at your house and see what you possibly could get for it. So we would need to do a market analysis for you and then show you some places that could possibly be 
because uh, maybe there's some other benefits to the other houses that she that Anne would right. move to. And so maybe there are other places that you could go, say, for instance, that would be uh, you could sell your house for a profit and maybe buy the home and not have to modify it. If you like, say, for instance, you know that you're never going to want to do stairs again. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Um, so maybe um, it would benefit us to talk after the show and kind of see where you're at. Okay, that'd be great. Okay. Perfect. Thank you, Ann. And now we're going to go to Gloria. Gloria, uh, so are you currently looking to buy a house? Hello. Gloria, good morning. Oh, hi, it's me. Hi. Yes, um, <laughs> yeah, yes, I am looking to buy a house. So what's your question for us today, Gloria? Uh, my question is, I have about, uh, you know, 20 to 30 percent of my target house value saved as a down payment. Wow. Um, I'm looking, Congratulations. <laughs> thanks. Um, targeting about, you know, eight to 12 months from now. My question is, I'm still working on my credit score. And so is it more prudent to take um, some of my down payment to pay off some of my debt and have a higher credit score? Or is it more important to have a higher down payment going into this? That's a great question, Gloria. Excellent. I, and I get that, I bet, once a week from people. So um, it, it, I hate to say it depends because it always does. But it depends. Mm-hmm. What, what is your credit score now? Do you know? Uh, 711. 7-11. Your credit score is already very good. So if it's being affected by debt, I would suggest that indeed go ahead and, and pay that so that it doesn't affect the score anymore. If you've got um, balances, is that if that's what's holding the score back, is you're, yeah. you're running balances, then go ahead and pay those and then just you know keep that credit going in that 30% or less of, the, of your limits. And then um, that's going to maximize your score while you still have your good down payment. Try to maintain 20% if you can. It certainly sounds like you're able to, and that will eliminate your mortgage insurance and uh, give you the most uh, options. Yeah, and you know what, Gloria? I think it would be really a great idea for Shelly and I to talk with you outside of, of the show and talk about strategies because if you're a great saver like that, maybe you want to get into a home for the least amount of money down and maybe develop an investment portfolio down the road and maybe save some of that money. Uh, to to do other things with. And so that would really require quite a lot of an analysis to see kind of what your five to seven year projection looks like, if that okay. would be helpful for you. That would be very helpful. Yes. Awesome. Well, we'll I let, have no idea and I would love help. Well, definitely. Oh, we'll let Ryan get your information. We'll talk with you this week. You oh, know, um, Shelly and I were talking um, out before the show. There are so many exciting investment possibilities still going on in the city. Okay. So let me give you a nugget. Um, For those of you out there that are sitting on cash, okay, and you're getting about less than 1% in whatever it is that you're investing in. Yes. Think about this concept, Airbnb. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about a, a buy and hold strategy. You can buy and hold a property and rent it out for whatever fair market rent is. Or maybe you buy it and you market it as an Airbnb and you get more money for it because the demand for places for people to stay here in the, in the cities, we're a destination city. Oh, so okay. for folks like Gloria who have a really great cash position, maybe she wants to get into a single family home and she can do that for three to five percent down and then use the rest of her cash 
uh, for fixing up that place, or maybe she wants to get an investment property and be cash flowing immediately. Um, there's still really exciting things going on in real estate here in the cities. So, um, you know, duplexes, multifamilies, you know, Shelly's eyes are twinkling. <laughs> I know, there's she's so like, much. She's like <laughs> dazzling right now. What's and, the difference between what counts as a multifamily versus a duplex or when you talk about those kind of places? Right, any properties that are more than one family. So okay. multifamily property could be duplex, could be triplex. Quad. Yeah. But typically okay. the traditional financing is only one to four units. Okay. Right? So if you get bigger than that and you're into commercial. Okay. So, um, but Shelly, uh, this has been a really great show. And so for folks that are listening to this and you want to get in touch with Shelly during the holidays, email Shelly. Where, Shelly? Oh, my email is S like Shelly. And then my last name, Ferris, F as in Frank, A-R-R-I-S like Sam at resultsmortgage.com. And your cell phone again? 612. 612- And you can always reach out to me, Mimi at mnredhotrealestate.com and 651-578-2218 is the Red Hot Hotline. And Jenny, I see you're on hold right here and you're getting ready to sell a vacant house. We might not have time to completely ask your question, but what's going on right now? Okay, so I'm going, I'm actually building a house and we'll be moving our furniture and everything over before we list our current house. And I'm just wondering, is that real bad to sell your house vacant? Is that going to affect, is it going to be harder to sell? How big of a house do you have? Um, it'll be, it's 2,200 square feet approximately that I'm selling. Okay. Um, and uh, about what price point are you going to be listing at? It'll be about 235 nope. You know, you will probably sell that house as soon as that it hits the market. So it depends on how it looks vacant. If it really looks terrible, then maybe you want to stage one or two rooms. And you can actually do that with furnishings, not with furniture. Um, okay. And so if you'd like to talk about that off offline, we can certainly do that. Just leave your information with the producer since we, we're coming up on the top of the hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank no you for problem. sharing that question. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Yeah, I get, you know, it's interesting because we just listed a home that is a beautiful home and we didn't stage it and it sold right away. Perfect. Well, you can get more information from Mimi if you go to our website. It's mytalk1071.com. Keyword, red hot. Brothers got to keep the around. Paying bills on time? Not maxing out credit cards? Yes, give yourself credit. You can get closer to big goals like home ownership by taking small steps to build up your credit. Level up your credit knowledge at Fannie Mae.com slash credit education. Hey.